the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. You wanted cowbell. I promised you cowbell this hour. We're going to have a little bit. And <laughs> if you want to call in, you're ha- if you're on hold, we'll get to you in just a second. If you want to call in, you are welcome to do so at 602-508-0960. I don't know if any of you have ever had the experience where you meet someone for the first time and within about 30 seconds you realize your conversation could run about five hours because you are so exactly on the same page. I walked into the office about a week ago and I met these uh, two uh, these uh, two young women and uh, they, they were introduced to me as starting a show here on 960 The Patriot, uh, Brandy and Lindsay, Brandy uh, Barclay and Lindsay Graham, and uh, not the senator, a better one, and... Uh, <laughs> We just started talking for a few moments, and I think literally we could have gone for hours, but for the fact that the 3 o'clock toll was beckoning me. Uh, But I was so excited about the debuting of their new show on this very station every Saturday at 1.30, starting not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. The show is called She's So Right, and I have with us the hosts of the aforementioned Young Women, Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham. Brandy and Lindsay, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You betcha. Uh, just so the audience knows the kind of energy you're going to bring, you guys were starting this show before we went live. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys, you guys heard Randy put her headphones on so I, she couldn't yeah. hear me. I think we're always on. I'm like, Lindsay, shut it. I can't hear you. Yeah, though. I was telling Bill, I, we, we don't have a way to turn turn the voices oh off God. yet, do we? Not when they're live. And oh, no. You. you already want to turn us off? No, so? no, no. I'm teasing. I tease. Because I love uh, Brandy. Start with you, and then we'll go to you, Lindsay. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, how you grew up, and how you came to want to start a radio show called "She's So Right." Oh man! Or, or if you want to start, Lindsay, either one. No, you oh, oh, yeah. She's like, hey, you do it. <laughs> I was okay. just going out. So I am an Arizona native. I'm 48 years old. I've been with my husband for 23 years. We have two grown daughters that are fantastic, amazing women. And to be honest, I had a very long career in aesthetics. Um, Fabulous. Thought I would live and die there, retire there. Built it to be an amazing place. And about four years ago, God had a new idea. (laughs) And he made it very, very clear over and over and over until I got so uncomfortable. Um, I I always say it was like a tug on my heart, like, you're out of here. And so he told me to get ready to start speaking. He'd given me a vision years prior that I didn't tell anyone about, so I didn't look like a nut job. And he revealed that vision again to me um, in a very interesting place. And he said, my women um, are going to these motivational conferences, 300 at a time, sitting on the edge of their seat, waiting for power for their soul. And they're leaving me out. And I made kind of this deal with God that day, like, okay, Lord, I won't leave you out. So two years later, I'm at home, had given up half of our income, and I'm scrubbing my carpet going, where are you, God? Uh, <laughs> I'm, is this what you meant by get ready? And I asked him to send me help. And within a week, I had a lot of help. Um, you have not because you ask not. He made that very clear. And 
last year in the middle of COVID, a lot of, I've been uh, life coaching. I became a certified life coach, even though I had already been life coaching women for 20 years in my chair and uh, got certified and started life coaching women. And last year in the middle of COVID, I was going to get more involved in church because I just, I, I know you guys are both like this. If watching everything happen around me and not being active is torture. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need to do something. I need, I need to be active. So I'm not just sitting here hanging out in this. And the Lord said, no, I don't want you to get more involved in your church. I want you to open your home. And I love being hospitable. And so does my husband. It's like, use what you have, use what's in your hands. I think sometimes a lot of us think we need something before we do something. And what he showed me was use what you've got. I used my home, our margarita machine, Ooh. our taco bar, and the it word. Is, it's Friday. We're okay and, here. We're and, okay. And the I'll wor- teach you the contours of what's allowed on 960. <laughs> right? So far, you're and the word of the navigational God, beacons. You're okay. Good. Okay. So I'm always on Faith Talk. So, you know, this is a little more. Woo-hoo. But we. Not oh. a lot more. Just a little more. Okay. But we um, opened our home. And instead of just having happy hour, I called it the ultimate happy hour where we where I gave an encouragement. I gave the word of God. We sat in the love of God and we came together unlike what the world was telling us not to do, which I knew in my spirit was a joke. So we started doing that. And seven months later, a good friend came to me and said, do you want a radio show? And I said, "Uh, what? So I didn't seek this out. It came to me and it's been a blessing ever since. And then a couple weeks ago, Lindsay and I were talking and I thought, this mama needs to be on the Patriot. And I thought, I bet I can make, maybe I can make that happen. And that's, that's, that's why we're here. Nothing like the power of strong mamas. How long have you two known each other? Only like less than a year. Yeah. I moved to Arizona here about a year ago. Okay, good. Now tell me your story. Tell me, tell me your story. uh. Okay. Well, um, my story is most known for, um, I was that salon owner in Oregon uh, last year that opened up against Kate Brown. And during the course of that, I was threatened and intimidated by my governor and my community into shutting back down. I received OSHA citations. Uh, My home was visited by Child Protective Services because I had opened my business. And um, that story, unexpectedly to me, was national news. And it catapulted me into a life that I never planned on, never dreamed of, and I absolutely love. Um, God, he took one of the worst times in my life and made it good. Um, We were uh, cancel cultured. We lost all of our businesses in Oregon. We had to sell our businesses, um, leave some of them behind. I had to close my 25 stylist salon. And last year we, in the midst of getting death threats at our home and with blinds drawn and living in absolute fear from the leftist mob, we looked at each other in our kitchen and we just said, we're moving to Arizona. My dad lives here. My His mother lives here. And I didn't feel at that time that it was necessarily God saying to do that, but I know that he had a plan. And we moved to Arizona, and we literally were running for our lives when we packed up our truck and trailer. The fires were happening in Oregon. We were watching things burn behind us. And the cloud was, the sky was black, and it was just this feeling as soon as we crossed off of the Oregon border, I just had this peace And I didn't know where God was going to take us. I had no idea what we were going to do for a living. And I just knew that this was so horrible that my faith was so strong that God was going to take care of us and bless us. So since I've been in Arizona, um, my husband and I have started doing fix and flips. I got my real estate license. 
And I would be a fantastic realtor, um, <laughs> except that God is calling me to a very different, Good. a very different direction. And that direction is with Brandy, the She's So Right show. It's um, with other conservative organizations that have invited me to speak for them. Um, Brandy and I are going to God Speak Church next weekend. Yes, when our show airs, we will be out of town. <laughs> We're going to be at God Speak Church um, visiting, and they they brought us there so that I can live stream with Pastor Rob and. All these doors have opened that the only way that they would have is because of what I went through. And the only reason that they are is because I was faithful enough to say, God, whatever you have for me, I am on board with. And I get asked frequently, so what's, you know, what's your end game? Like, where are you going with this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm literally waking up and saying, all right, Lord, what you got for me today? Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And Seth, like you were saying when you walked in the room and talked to us for 30 seconds, you don't know what that means to us, too. We're we're getting off our feet. We've got our sponsors, yes, but we don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, having you come in and just say, I love what you guys are doing. I'm excited. It it just was so encouraging to us. Oh, well, you're and nice to say that. Thank you. Well, yes, thank you. that affirmation you. came at a crucial it moment. Did. You have no idea. Well, <laughs> you actually don't. There's, there's nothing like people who, who, who can unite over a common and important good cause. And I just felt the minute we started talking that that existed and thank thankful th- i'm thankful to mark too who we all know mark lucas mm-hmm. and put this together were you always a conservative i was always a conservative but i was a quiet one mm-hmm. so i was a salon i was a stylist in my salon so the rules are and brandy knows this you don't mm-hmm. talk religion or politics right. so how horrible was it to kind of feel suffered when i want to talk about god although my faith now is stronger than ever But politics was something I was lukewarm about Mm -hmm. until it came to my doorstep and said, you can't provide your kids. That's what what I was – that's why I was asking. I was curious about this, Lindsay, and you can both weigh in on this if you want or your colleagues or people you know in in your industries. But I was thinking – I'm always looking where the next group uh, of conservatives will be coming from. I was once a leftist. Uh, and 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 we want to always be growing our movement. If we're not growing our movement, we're gonna we're gonna be stagnant and die. And I thought, well, it'll probably be a lot of these small business owners mm-hmm. in places like California and Oregon who probably aren't that political in the first place, but realize there is one political party that is shutting them down mm-hmm. and telling them they can't go to church. Yes, and that soon individual freedom will be more meaningful. To these people than the power of the state. I wonder if we might come back a little bit on some of that yeah. on the other side of this break. And Perfect. take calls. We have some calls Ooh, lining yeah. up nicely. I'll give out the number because there's always room for more, right? We're always right. about expansion. Wonderful. 602-508-0960. Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham are our guests, and we will be right back. My hair looks Seth. Just kidding. You look great. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. We're teaching them about live radio. Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham, they're debuting, debuting their own show on this station uh, a week from tomorrow. The show will be called She's So Right every Saturday at 1.30. Uh, Brandy and Lindsey, our guests, let's take some calls. Then I want to talk to you more about some stuff in the news and your worldview about politics and what people can expect to hear from you. First, let's go to Ned in Phoenix. Ned, you're calling in on the left, wishing Brett Kavanaugh's death. Is that right? 
Yes, I I found that particularly troubling. Uh, Seth, it's always an honor to talk to you, and I, I learned so much uh, listening to you. So thank you for taking my call. You're very kind. And, thank um, you. Also, you're you're very welcome. And also, I can't tell you how much I appreciate hearing two women of faith on your show. There's a big difference between believers and followers, mm. and to hear from two followers that is just huge to me. And so, thank you, you Nadu. Awesome. God bless you. you. Um, my my thing about Brett Kavanaugh, I think it goes to a bigger issue. Um, I think that the problem with the Democratic Party, what I see is that it's a godless party. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the, the, what you see with that is, is that if you don't have God in your life, if you don't have a solid foundation of morals and, and rules to live by, basically you, your political leanings become your God or, and or you become that's That's the God. one I'm worried about, yeah. And that's why I so, so often speak about things like the phrase, my truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I'm with you, Ned. Keep going. You're, you and I are on the well, same path. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's two different kinds of people when it comes to, to the Brett Kavanaugh haters. There's the ones who believed the story that he was an abuser of women, which, if that was true, I think there's a lot of reason, good, sound reason to despise him if you actually believe that. But then I think that there's other people who look at him as an impediment to the Democratic right. agenda. That's what it is. And, and they want him to die because of that. Yes. And I, I just, um, and and it even goes further. Like when you look at the things that people are okay with, like having open borders because they think it's going to turn Texas blue. You know, they don't care about the laws. They don't care about what's good for the general public. They just want to promote an agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, or or cheating an election. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay as long as it's helping their party. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's. I think it's just one symptom that Brett Kavanaugh wanting him to die is just one symptom of a much bigger issue. Thank you, Ned. And I just no. Go ahead. Welcome. Go ahead. Go ahead. If nope. you had following thoughts. No, that's it. I'm uh, not- well, let me let me have Brandy and Lindsay address it. And on the way to getting their feedback on this, I'll just. Um, I'll just say this. I mean, you, you, you can get the tells all the time, you know, the tell uh, that that reveals the quiet part out loud all the time if you listen care- carefully enough. So, for ex- existence, for example, over this past week, you heard Nancy Pelosi talking a lot about the $3.5 trillion budget deal as what's good for the Democratic Party. We're working on what's good for the Democratic Party, how to get Democratic Party members on board. We'll see what the Democrats want. Didn't hear her talking about what's good for the American people. Mm. You know, you're very right, Ned. It's becoming fast, a one-party state, and what's good for the state is, by definition, what's good for the party. Who wants to take this on first? I'll start with you, Brandon. I will, because what he said was so good about there not being, it's a godless party. And so without that moral compass, Mm -hmm. without morality, in fact, I was saying to Lindsay, one of the things I want to like tag our show with is make morality great again. Mm -hmm. Because really, I was sitting at a bar watching a basketball game a couple months ago, and this guy starts conversation. We're just having a normal conversation. And politics comes up. He's like, oh, you're a terrible Trumper. And you know what came to my mind, what came to my heart, was just to ask him this simple question. Do you believe in God? And he said, "Uh, no. And I said, well, there you go. 
because Ned, you talked about foundation. And when you have a foundation in Christ, you build your life different. You build your house different. You build everything looks different. It's never going to look like somebody that doesn't have that moral foundation in a true God, in a solid truth. So we're building completely different, again, hold worldviews built on, com- they're on shaky ground, they're on quicksand, they'll hold on to anything to keep power. We know where our power lies. There's just such a huge difference. Um, yeah, everything Brandy said, of course. And just the, the concept that, you know, this really, the politics haven't, they're no longer, it's no longer about politics. It's really about right and wrong. And it's about voting your morals. Um, I don't vote Republican per se. I am a Republican. I'm a registered Republican. I don't look through the Republican Party handbook and say, well, this is how I'm supposed to vote. I vote as a Christian. I vote based on my beliefs as a Christian and how God guides me. And when I need clarification on what's right and wrong, I don't get to just make it up like Democrats (laughs) do. You know, I don't I don't they don't have anywhere to reference what is right and wrong. Wishing death upon Brett Kavanaugh. This is not alarming. This is the same party that wishes we could abort babies at full term. Yes. So this unfortunately, this is not even remotely surprising. But when we vote, we we don't get to make up our our morals and our our guidelines. We have something to reference. We have the Bible. It's so simple. Um, I believe it was Pastor Rob McCoy said at Freedom Square a few weeks ago that your guidebook for life, everything you need to know ever, every problem, every situation in your life is already the answer's already been handed to you. It's in the Bible. And so when we are talking about the difference between the left and the right, you're absolutely right. We have a foundation to base our votes on, and that is morals and values. And absolute truth. don't have. Yes. Yeah, that's my problem with my truth, because you can have, if you want to play that game, you can have 332 million versions of the truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very odd thing, but it 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 le- it it leads one, if not a country, towards a path of nihilism because it's first ba- built on a lie, something that isn't the truth, and second of all, is no better when you say it or you say it or I say it than when Governor Hochul says it of New York. Right? No one has any better command, or 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 shall we say um, investment or appreciation on what they're saying. There's no more value in what she says than what I say. Whereas we tended to used to think until about yesterday, we tended to used to think that an argument, a talk, a speech, a behavior, an issue, a problem was should be looked through the lens of all these things you just described. Will it be helpful? Is it moral? Will it be something that improves or tends to improve or something that tends to deteriorate? Is it in concert with our Constitution? Does our Constitution even matter? It, that those are the questions that we start to abandon when we start speaking about my truth. You ready for another call? Let's yes. do it. you by fire here. Doug, <laughs> hi, Doug. You're on with Brandy and Lindsay. Well, by God, what a breath of fresh air! I told you we'd have cowbell. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah, we were up with. Uh, let me family. do this. Let me do this. I made a mistake on, on clock. I have to take a quick commercial break. You want to hold one more moment, Doug, and we'll get with you and the ladies oh, when we come right back? Absolutely, yes. We're worth the wait. I'm Seth Liebson. They're Brandy Barclay and Lindsey Graham. She's so right as their show. It debuts October 9th here, and we'll be every Saturday at 1.30. They'll be here when we come back. We'll be right back.
You like that, huh? Oh, Bob God. Dylan. Feeling maybe, it. Maybe one of the most conservative <laughs> songs because it's about happiness, right? Welcome back <laughs> to the Seth Leibson Show. Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham are my guests. They are the hosts of She's So Right, debuting on this station, AM 960, Saturday, October 9th. We were talking with Doug in Maricopa. Doug, you're on with Brandy and Lindsey. Sorry, brother. Thanks for your patience. No, not at all. Not at all. By the way, I just want to let you know, ladies, that you're with one of the great talk show host and um yeah and i typically do not listen too much uh to the radio on the weekend but uh you guys have invigorated that thought and i'll be, I'll be <laughs> oh that's great hey really we have a our thank first you listener <laughs> you well, caught a fish, yeah, yeah, caught a fish already a <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and by the way we were up there with family uh outside of silverton um during the fire and during the matter of fact we were driven out uh, the fire stopped just a few miles away from my uh, daughter's Doug place. I live in, yeah. I lived in Silverton Did you? Yes. It's a, it's a beautiful town but exceedingly liberal. It was um, yeah that was rough. <laughs> oh my god. I learned god. that well, after I moved there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And Seth, uh, by the way, I The I only thing I'm jealous a, about, uh, really, over this whole uh, thing, to be honest with you, is that Lindsay got a lot yeah. more press last year than I did. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'm jealous about. She got nicknames. I did get Oh, nicknames. yeah. Patriot Barbie, I think, yeah. at one point. Uh, you yeah. know, I got none of this. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do something yeah. outrageous yeah. like work. <laughs> Do something crazy. Oh, Do something dare, crazy. dare I? <laughs> Go ahead, well, brother. You know, and. And uh, Seth is, has uh, ridden the roller coaster with me because for years I was calling and I love to talk and pontificate uh, with political philosophy and, and uh, spirituality and everything else like that. But in the last year and a half, I've got a little bit more like Eeyore, basically complaining about the right and complaining about the Christian right. Mm. In that uh, basically what I have said about most Christians, I am one evangelical, but uh, we used to pray to God for strength to do what is what we need to do in our society. We now pray. Now we now go to church and pray for God to do for us. Mm, yep. And I think, and and I've almost lost several Christian friends where they got mad and said I wasn't Christian because mm-hmm. I was basically saying we Christians ignore politics, and so therefore we lose the society. And when we lose the society, we lose the culture. And here's the thing. We ultimately lose the church. And I used, I told Seth, I was talking to Seth about, I'm not telling Seth anything he doesn't already know, but I, I bring up the, but in the first part of the 1900s, Europe was 96% Christian and Jewish, very religious. Okay. At the end of the century, it was only four to 6%. And so, we we are we are foolish if we think that now now we go ahead and we try to send missionaries over there to try to bring you know turn the secular left back to religion and it's folly because we gave away a half a billion souls mm. because we didn't want to get involved in politics the left progressed and we ran to the churches and prayed instead of politically fighting back good because if we do sound politics Based on our traditional, you know, uh, upbringing here in the United States, you will save the church. But if, but because, and you mentioned that that we tend not to think political, we do so at our peril. Mm. Doug, that's that's a lot, and it's great, and it's big, and it's perfect for these two, Brandy and Lindsay. And I'm going to let them pick up on it. Um, 
uh, whoever of you, whichever of you wants to start well, response to Doug. So funny because while we were on a commercial break, we should not be talking because we were talking about this exact subject. Um, in my personal experience, there's a lot of churches in California rising up right now, and they are bringing politics into church. I mean, handing out pamphlets at the front door. Welcome, Jesus loves you. And also, here's where you can recall Gavin Newsom. <laughs> like, right. it's, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not joking. They're right. actually doing right. this, okay? This is fact. Um, unlike the left, we provide facts here on the right. But um, it's... It used to be polarizing to try to, in the church, draw that line between Democrats and Republicans. Um, but like, I mean, like I was saying earlier, when you're when you're voting your morals, that line is very, very blurred. And I think it's really important that pastors are taking the stand now and advocating for you know political values and encouraging their their uh, mm. customers. <laughs> Well, there you know, actually locked. leading. Do, do me a yes. favor. I got a, just yeah. one. This was a quick segment. We have a longer one next. Can I? Can we pick up on this on the other side yes. of this break? Brandy, just so we can next. get like, commercial oh. music and you don't feel oh, like you, you have to think. This is not fair. <laughs> You're learning. Oh, that was well played, friend. Very well, well played. played. <laughs> All right, we'll Whoa. be right back. Checkmate. <laughs> Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham are lifting it up. Uh, do me a favor if you want, uh, uh, Brandy, and recast however you heard Doug saying what he was saying about politics in the church, and let's hear what you have to say about it. You know, Doug, I love this because um, in my small women's ministry about a year ago, I started to get political because that's where we are. That's what's happening. How do we ignore I mean, if we're not talking about it, what else are we going to talk about? This is the elephant in the room at this point. And I took a walk with God. I always say I have this walk with God. And I asked him, should I get political? And I thought he wasn't going to answer me. And then he did. (laughs) And he said, you know, right now in this season, if they're not with you, they're against or if they're not for you, they're against you. And I believe because we are in such a place of black and white morality, unmoral, um, that we can't deny it, we can't ignore it. And I feel like as Americans, you know, I've gotten cushy in church too, where you go, it's amazing music, there's a smoke machine, there's a Starbucks, everyone's rubbing each other's backs, making sure everything's cushy, cushy, you know, are your kids going to the right summer camp? And there's this apathy, there's this laziness of, we just have it so darn good. And the truth is, instead of going into church saying, God, embolden me to be who you want me to be, we're sitting there going, Lord, make my life easy. And I believe this is where we are as Christians, and I believe my whole thing that the Lord has prompted me to do is really to put steel in the spine of the the weak believer, because we have, like earlier, our caller said, we have a lot of believers, but man, we need to be on the hem of the Lord's garment. We need to follow closely to walk this world the way that we were intended to walk it, by the power and the authority that God has given us to to have the devil under our feet. I mean, that is where we we are we are supposed to live. You know, it's I was playing audio earlier of the left wing governor of New York, Governor Hochul, talking about 
God wants you to be vaccinated. Oh. And it's interesting. <laughs> no one will criticize her for that. But the moment either of you two start talking like that, we will, of course, be called the Taliban wing of the Republican Party. <laughs> I, I want to remind people because you just reminded me of it very much. I, I usually do this on his birthday. But Martin Luther King, who certainly knew how to wed religion and politics, Reverend was in front of his name after all. This is from a sermon of his. Can I – would you let me just read – you tell me. This is from the 60s, okay? He was on to this early, I think. He said, it's midnight in man's external collective life, and it's brought about midnight in his internal individual life. It's midnight in the psychological order. Everywhere there are people who are harrowed by day and haunted by night with paralyzing fears. Deep clouds of anxiety and depression are floating in so many of our mental skies. People are more emotionally disturbed today than in any other period in human history. The the psychiatric wards of our hospitals are more crowded than ever before. The most popular psychologists today are the psychoanalysts. The bestsellers in psychology are books like Man Against Himself, The Neurotic Personality of Our Times, and Modern Man in Search of a Soul. The bestsellers in religion are such books as Peace of Mind and Peace of Soul. The most popular preachers are those who preach soothing sermons on how to be happy Mm. and how to relax. Mm. Some have been tempted to retranslate Jesus's command to go ye into all the world and keep your blood pressure down and lo, I will make you a well-adjusted personality. Is that where we are? Even <laughs> wow. More so? He had it, like right? It he had been, it in the 60s, yeah. didn't he? It could have been written it. yesterday. That's massive. Yeah. And think about it right now. I mean, anxiety is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. And... We do. We want comfort. We mm-hmm. really want comfort. And I, I say constantly, the Lord calls himself our comforter. Mm-hmm. We have a comforter, but he's also, you know, it, I've, the boldness that I feel is like this, this in my gut. I can't do any, I, I can't contain it. I, it's an overflow of boldness. And I know it's by his spirit because it's not mine. And I believe if we're asking God, Fill me with the power of your spirit. Give me what it is that I need to walk this world the way you want. It will not look the same. And it's an adventure and it's fabulous. And we have angel armies around us. We should not be fearing the way we're fearing. Mm -mm. We should have that peace. But also having the peace doesn't mean you sit back and say, God, take care of this. Mm -hmm. There's an old tale about Mm. a, a man that says, dear Lord, I don't have a job. Please give me a job. And God calls out to this other man, and the man offer, goes, oh, need, do you need a job? I've got one. Goes, no, no, I'm waiting for God to, to yep. take care of this for me. He's using his people. Mm-hmm. God's hand is not going to actually come down from heaven and take care of this. We, He's calling us to action. Peace, right? Peace, knowing that he's got this in control and he's on the throne. And one of two things are going to happen. It's either going to get worse or Jesus is coming back. But in the meantime... I am not sitting around and letting it happen. I'm advocating for my children. I'm advocating for my businesses. And I fully believe that Christians in their heart, when they're sitting in the pew on Sunday, need to be praying and asking God, where do you want me in this fight? Maybe it's not on a radio talk show. Okay, I'm out there. I'm real loud about my stuff. But maybe it's somewhere else. And if we're asking that and his people are following, we are going to see an uprisal. We're going to see Republicans and conservatives and Christians do what needs to be done in the meantime, until God does what he's going to do. But he's going to do it through us. Let me get Doug's uh, concluding thought on that. Doug, what do you think? You still there? Well, <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah, yeah, I am. And uh, I want to I wanna say that uh, I'm not in Eeyore anymore because these young ladies uh, are making me feel like you're a Tigger? Maybe you went right. from Eeyore to Tigger in 20 minutes? <laughs> I think so. You I, know, thought, I thought we well, put you to well sleep. Done. I thought you fell off the call. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 
But but I would like to dispute one of the points uh, made a little bit earlier. Probably by me. Go when ahead. It said that <laughs> okay. the, left, the, the left is uh, doesn't believe in God. They are very religious. It's just that their religion is the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have Fair replaced enough. faith in God with faith of the state. They are every bit as evangelical as the rest of us, but they, they have transferred their religion to the state. But, uh, Seth, when you were talking a little bit earlier, you were talking about the anger and the bitterness mm-hmm. and the death threats mm-hmm. of the left. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to give a contrast to our more faithful religious time. And here we were in the Civil War back in the 1860s. We only had a total population of 129 uh, million between North and South. And in that, in that, we had 1,125,000 casualties between battle, death, diseases, lost in action, and uh, wounded, and that kind of thing. That translates to this, our modern population, to over 12 million dead right. and wounded and maimed. Right. And in that, if you, if you look at, uh, I went to a war memorial, and this is written by the South, okay, after the war. And I want, I want to read I got 10 great, seconds, buddy. Okay. Uh, the valiest gray and the glorious blue, long dead in years. You are sown in sorrow and harrowed in hate. But you have today a harvest of national tears for the message you left as the land has sped from the lips of God to the hearts of man. Thank you. Let the past be past and the dead be dead. Thanks. The grace after that slaughter compared to the pettiness of today. You bet. You bet. Malice towards none is what Lincoln said, and he lived with it in his house every single day. We'll be right back. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon, some of your week with us. It means so much that uh, you would let us into your cars, living rooms, hearts, and minds. Brandy Barkley and Lindsey Graham, thank you for spending some of your afternoon and hour with us. Thank you. Their show is She's So Right, Saturdays at 1.30, starting a week from tomorrow, right on this channel. I will... Uh, Lindsay, start with you with a concluding thought. Concluding thought. First of all, always when you say she's so right, do it the way Seth just did it, by pounding your fist into your hand. That's how (laughs) seriously right we are. (laughs) Uh, You know, my concluding thought came, of course, over the commercial break. And it's just that, you know, we, but both Brandy and I felt called to use our voices to not only glorify God, but to speak up for wives, moms, you know, normal human beings living their everyday life in this absolute madness And for me, it was easy to stand up and speak up because of what I had been through. For some of you, it's not. When you listen to our show, my hope is that you don't leave there feeling like Eeyore. Um, You leave there feeling like a Tigger. Mm. You, You know what's going on. You've got social media. You can see the despair and the darkness. But we are here to encourage you to bring a little bit of laughter today, to encourage you and empower you and strengthen you. And to do it in a loving, gracious, and godly way. And my hope is that we make a difference in your life um, if you so choose to listen to our show. And, um, yeah, thanks for this opportunity, Mm. Seth. Betcha. All right. So, you know what? I will just follow up with Lindsay. I (laughs) I took the time. (laughs) No, I really, really, really. Like a ditto's work. This is the deal. Ditto. I hope that you guys tune in. Saturdays at 1.30 to hear us mama bears um, attack what's going on and also give you some, also lighten it up with some encouragement and faith. Faith, family, freedom. God bless you. I I love that you use the word encouragement. 
Uh, and Daniel Deronda, George Elliott says, good people encourage you about life generally, and they show you the spiritual wealth of the world. Mm. That's what you two are doing. I love that. Thank you. That's what you and the audience are doing. God bless you all until Monday. Make of yourselves for God a pleasant place to dwell. Mm. Class dismissed. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 